Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. I've just eaten a biscuit, sorry, I'm still crunching. Oh, I've got a cup of tea here. Can you hear the splooshing? I can hear you doing that with your mouth. But... <laughs> oh, I should have made a cup of tea. <coughs> I tried to do a dramatic gulp and it went down the wrong hole. Oh, don't speak for a moment. Just deal with it. <coughs> oh. We're okay. We're professional. We're going to be all right. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm all right. I'm all right. Mm. How are you? I I am really good. How are you? I'm sorry to nice. rub that in everyone's faces. Mm. But yeah, I, I just feel like the sun is out. Yeah. Everything's going to be all right. Mm. Did you see the protest today? This will be, will be a few days ahead. We're recording this on the Thursday. So this will have happened however many days ago. The XR one. Yes. XR, look at you. It's like we're in an episode of Lana G. L-O-D. Um, yeah, all the women smashing up the thingy, the bank. It's... I mean, how many times have those windows been smashed? <laughs> their bill for replacing their windows must be extortionate. Oh, my God, but it's just pocket change, as you would call it, for them, isn't it? Like, yeah. whatever. They, probably... they, should just, they should just get, like, steel in there instead oh, instead of glass because everyone loves smashing hsbc windows they've been doing it for years honestly when i saw it i was like there's just so much joy in seeing a bank's windows smashed good time but they're smashing so for people who don't know they're smashing the windows as in protest of them investing lots of their money in fossil fuels which they i just thought it. was relevant to bring to the podcast because this is bitch and every week we talk about a different person we do so we divulge and this week we're talking about the big da David Attenborough, who is the patron saint of white men who want to do impressions. (laughs) Have you ever met a white man who doesn't have an impression of David Attenborough ready to go? No. Neither have I. Neither have I. Can you do do a David Attenborough impression? 100 was here. (laughs) So that's a no. Yeah, no, I can't do one. I can't do one. The four. I can't do one. Can't do it. Sound like Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> or Dumbledore. Yeah, I could probably, probably do more of a Dumbledore. Harry! <gasps> uh, what does he say? Death is death is fine. Everything will be alright. Don't be afraid of things. I, do you know what? If I say Potter, I'll just go into Voldemort. Potter! I love that this started off as you slagging off white men for their impressions and now it's turned into... <laughs> Every white woman has an impression of Voldemort ready to go. I'm not saying this to be like, look at those white men, because I'm basically a white man, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You are good at your impressions. I'm more of, I'm more of a bloke, I think. 
being a woman? Um, Do you think I'm a bloke? I think you're emotionally intelligent, which traditionally mm. isn't a very blokey thing to be. But I also think um, True. you can hold yourself, which is, you know, you look comfortable in your body. I mean, I know that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but you do look like you are. Look at the way you sit. You sit like this. Mm. Whereas I sit like this, like a little mouse. Mm. Fair. Shall I, re- shall I read his Wikipedia page? Let's do it. Sir David Frederick Attenborough, born 8th of May 1926, which wow. makes him 94. I think, is he our oldest one yet? He's not dead? I think so, yeah. Is an English broadcaster... Broadcaster? <laughs> He's an English broadcaster uh, and natural historian. <laughs> he is best known for writing and presenting in conjunction with the BBC Natural <laughs> History Unit. Uh, he's made nine natural history... Do- is that all? No. He's definitely made more than nine, but maybe those are just with the BBC, the ones that he's done. Mm. You're listening to the BBC. How's that? Was that any better? Is that Attenborough? Okay, it wasn't. It wasn't better. No, I thought that was quite good. Okay. What? What's yours? You haven't done yours. You've been very quiet. <laughs> and we see him. Over there, sleeping <laughs> in the bushes. <laughs> Is that good? <laughs> Just sounds like he's straining for a poo. That was amazing. Thank you. No, I do think he sounds like he's on the toilet a lot of the time. Do you think he just lies awake at night thinking the the bushes are all going to burn and everyone's going to die? Yes, although there was a shift, wasn't there? I feel like George Monbiot spent a lot of time really slagging off David Attenborough and everyone got really upset at George Monbiot. Why did he say I Can I just say, mm-hmm. I am so, so ignorant about what is happening with our environment because I oh, don't okay. really understand science very well. I know mm-hmm. it's bad it's and I bad. believe in climate change and I obviously believe that it's really bad and it's going to be really, really bad. Yeah, But I don't really know why or... Sure. Because to me, it just seems like one of those things that I'm like, I don't really want to think about that because mm. that is one of the, that is one of those things that I really cannot do anything about. Put out your recycling, wash out your yogurt pots. Ideally, don't eat yogurt. We'll all be fine. Don't eat yogurt. Well, like the best thing you can do as an individual is mm. go vegan. In fact, the best thing you can do as an individual is not have a child. Right, well, that's awkward for you because you want to have 84 <laughs> babies. I'm going to be the reason that we explode in a big ball of flames. Mm. Um, well, so I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I do remember there being this shift with David Attenborough where he likes making nature documentaries. That's his thing. Mm. George Monbiot of journalism fame wrote these really, really slagging him off articles where he was like, this is a distortion of what is actually happening because all David Attenborough shows is like nature and animals all killing each other or having sex with each other. And he doesn't actually, you know, he's presenting this as being fact, but he's not showing 80% of what's happening at the moment, which is all of nature is being impacted by the Anthropocene, mm-hmm. which is like the human impact on the world, which is yeah. basically now everywhere. Okay. And so David Attenborough... I believe it's a direct response to George Monbiot, but I've no evidence of that. 
I don't mm. think there's any evidence of that. But he cha- like he then did his big call out of like all plastics all in the ocean and everything's really bad. And now pretty much all of his documentaries are about how bad everything is. And mm. as a result, as a direct result of that big plastic show, what was it called? Blue Planet? Was it that one? Um, that that was like why we now have to pay five p for plastic bags. Really? Yeah, it caused this huge awareness raising thing where then the consumer got angry and then people started taking the plastic off plastic wrapping in shops and stuff like that and Mm. a lot of it was directly because of how many people watched his he did a really clever thing where the first however many episodes weren't anything to do with climate change and then the last one was like we're all screwed and look at all the plastic in the ocean and we need to do something about this right now or we're all gonna die that's really bad it's a real shame about plastic isn't it because it is very useful Mm. Really useful thing. Do you know what I found out is that you know you can put it in the recycling. Mm. It can only be recycled a certain number of times. So actually, it's still it's not like oh well we can buy plastic because we then recycle it. It's like actually I think it's I think it's I don't know how many times it is. I got this from a targeted ad on Instagram by the way, so I've not actually fact checked this, but right, I'm sure okay. it's true. Are all your ads just like you're killing the planet? Buy this reusable tampon. I'm going to get you. They literally are, I think, because they're the ones that I click on. So I've now bought, this was a targeted ad, I've bought myself these, instead of laundry detergent, which comes in big plastic bottles, and apparently, I'm going to find this fact for you, actually. Okay, please find it. Find the fact. I'll just riff about how it's bad to buy plastic unless you're out somewhere and you really need a drink of water oh, and yeah. you can't get you can't get a water anywhere and you really need to take two paracetamol because you've got a headache. Oh, we've all been there, haven't we? That was me last week. I had to buy a little plastic water bottle. Uh, so I'd like to formally apologise to the oceans. And the oceans forgive fault. you. It's all my they fault. They forgive you. I want to ask you the question of how many... How many Eiffel Towers of plastic bottle, mm. of plastic, specifically fabric washing powder bottles, do you think there are in the ocean every fabric, year? Fabric, like fabric softener? Yeah. How many of those there are in Eiffel Towers washed up in the oceans, did you say? Yes. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with... I mean, the Eiffel Tower is quite big, in it? But I imagine... Mm. So let's say I, the average person probably uses six a year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you enjoy doing your washing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So six times, this is bad because I can't, I can't do any sort of maths. I'm just going to I'm enjoying guess. this though. Yeah, go on. You can do it. I mean, just, just stab in the dark. 84,000 Eiffel Towers. 84,000 Eiffel Towers a year? Yeah. Is that wrong? You've done that thing where you're just massively over. I mean, this is also awkward because I can't find the post, so I can't tell you. Yeah, you need to understand that I have no idea how big things are, how small they are. I, I don't, I can't, like, judge distances or, like, have, I have basically no, uh, 
perception Brain. of those kinds of things because because I think I'm dyspraxic. I don't. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, let, I'll try again. Uh, Two thousand Eiffel Towers. I can't actually find the original post, so I oh, can't tell right. you the answer. But it wasn't eighty-four thousand. I think it was a thousand. Okay. See, that's Which... not that impressive to me, to be honest. I feel like the oceans can take that. That's fine. Eighty-four thousand. We'll just I sail on them. Get them together and make a big raft. This laundry detergent is great, so do recommend clicking on your targeted ads on Instagram. Oh, does it? What does it come in? So it comes in a compostable box, Ooh. and then the laundry detergent is all and like it's very fifty pounds. <laughs> How much was it actually? I think it was four pounds for a box, and it it thinks it does about six months worth of washing. But I don't know. I've I've only done I've only done two rounds so far. So I do love fabric softener. Oh yeah, it just makes it, it smell smells. so good. Yeah, so fresh. You can't put a price on that. I bought Mrs. Hinch's Christmas range, the fabric softener, and it was really nice. Was it? Although I can't decide if it was slightly just because I was so proud of her, because mm. I've really bought into all of the, you know... You're a hincher, you're a real hincher, aren't you? Well, do you know what? I'm not listening to her podcast. I feel like that's a step too far. Mm. But I am, yeah, I, I mean... do do everything else. I think you just want to look at her Instagram, really, don't you? And yeah. Her... And go, wow, her house is clean. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what, though? I'm trying to think of a way of really genuinely approaching her about her carbon footprint because all of her products are really damaging and bad. And yeah, she doesn't care, mate. Do you, I think she does. She just doesn't know because no one's told her, which is why I want to do a sort of soft approach. Have you thought about maybe using some bamboo Mm. have you thought about maybe not using disposable mops Mm. every day on your floor but how else do you get it so clean (laughs) we've all seen what vegans houses look like they don't look as clean as her house do they i'm just looking around at all the dirt that i'm surrounded by yeah not as clean are they There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I met David Attenborough. When? Well, I say met. (laughs) I stood... You accosted him (laughs) in a Costa coffee. I stood... 
in I sort of stood with my back to his back to sort of feel the oh. warmth radiate off him. I was at Did this. Did you tell um, me this? I think you told me this. Were you at some to, drinks thing? I was at a drinks thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to the Open University um, as a student, mm-hmm. and then they were doing a event with him and the BBC. So it's like the Open University and the BBC talk about animals being great. And he was there doing the whole thing. And it was quite a small little bar event. And, um, yeah, rubbed. I, I didn't have the balls to talk to him, but I did rub my back on his back, mm. which actually is probably less... He probably would have preferred me to just say hi, wouldn't he? I'm sure he didn't mind. It was then awful because the intern, whose who's job was to press go on the PowerPoint presentation, oh, she had an absolute mare of a night. And she basically played the video that was supposed to be at the end of the night, at the beginning of the night. It was, I know, it was awful. Oh, God. Do you think she will remember that forever? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those beautiful things where we've all been there, but to actually see it from the outside, you realise it's not as a big, bigger deal as you yeah. feel like it is to yourself. You know that thing where you just press the wrong button or you just... And she's probably been planning that event for weeks and they've spent mm. ages making the curating it and then she just... That one button press... She just, just fucked it. Yeah. And was she going, oh, no, 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 no. She was having an absolute meltdown, yeah. <gasps> She'll be all right. Pressure. She'll be fine. I'm sure she's okay. Shout out to her wherever she is. Um, can I also do a shout out while we're here? Yes. To, um, I looked at our data for this mm-hmm. podcast and we have nearly as many listeners in India as we do in the UK. Really? Yeah. So shout out if you're listening from India. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Not great in India at the moment, is it? With COVID. With COVID, mm. not good. So back to the horrors of climate change. Um, <laughs> what else is going on? In, I don't know anything about David Attenborough. Has he got kids? Yes. So he's married. Oh, she died. What? When? In 1997. Oh, that's sad. He has two children. Shall I look at his personal life? Yeah. So, he doesn't have a personal life section what? on his Wikipedia. I refuse to accept this. And maybe that's why we love him so much, because we know him so well, yet we do not know him. I don't accept this. <laughs> Early life and family. Let me search married. So, in 1950, Attenborough married Jane Elizabeth Ebsworth Oriel. She died in 1997. The couple had two children, Robert and Susan. Robert is a senior lecturer in bioanthropology. Oh, Oh, so actually, maybe it comes from his son for the school, rather than George Monbiot, for the School Mm. of Archaeology and Anthropology at the Australian National University in Canberra. Susan is a former primary school headmistress. But does he have a partner now? This is, it's so telling that all I care about is um, <laughs> who David Attenborough goes out with, even though he's 94 years old. <laughs> it's nice. It's love and it's companionship. and make. I hope he's okay in his life. I mean, what a life. I Would you do it? Would you go travelling the world and seeing all the animals and no because I like shriek when a fly comes near me so it would just be really embarrassing for me to be like in in a jungle somewhere mm. just like shrieking because there's yeah, mosquitoes you... it'd be quite entertaining TV but not necessarily for the same reasons yeah it'd be entertaining in the way like watching people 
freak out on I'm a Celebrity. Yeah. It's fun. Would you ever do I'm a Celebrity? Mm, I mean, it depends what financial situation I'm in, really. You can get paid a lot of money for doing that. Probably wouldn't. Probably wouldn't. I think Carol Vorderman got a quarter of a million for going on did that. Did she? What did she have to eat? <laughs> Some form of genitals. It's always the genitals, isn't it? I couldn't put that kangaroo bollock in my mouth. I'm sorry. Mm. I really like the job that Attenborough kind of mostly has now, where he does a lot of the audio for it, so he describes it and it's his voice. I'm a celebrity. (laughs) (laughs) And here we see Carol putting the bollock into her mouth. (laughs) How was that? That was excellent. Okay. And over there... In the bushes! Oh, it really hurts my throat. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need to choke on my tea again. Mm. I um, I watched Chernobyl. I don't know if you've seen the... I've heard of it, yeah. And my motivation for watching that was based on watching the first five minutes of the most recent Attenborough series where he is stood in Chernobyl and all the deserted yeah. houses saying that Earth is currently the modern-day Chernobyl in the sense there's this natural disaster happening and we're dealing with it really badly and soon, like Chernobyl now, is still in, inhabit, uninhabitable. Yeah. That will be Earth and it will all be human error. It's such a human thing, though, to just put something off and not worry about it until it's too late. I think the plan is, I guess, just to go to Mars in, like, 200 years. I mean, that, that's Elon's plan, isn't it? Yeah. I'm um, really cynically, because mm-hmm. I've made a few, like, personal commitments to myself, which are that I'm not going to get on any more flights ever again. I'm going to be vegan. What? Like, yeah, yeah. But what uh, if you end up in a Marvel film and you have to get on a flight to go to America? I'll get a boat. you get a boat to America? Yeah, it takes two weeks. Helen. It takes two weeks. I've got time. I just need two weeks' notice, mm. and then I get on a boat. No props. What it's doable. if then a family member is dying and you have to get back to the UK for the funeral? Well, put me in a tricky situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love to do. Okay, putting, in, putting people in tricky situations. In that situation, I would get on a flight and then spend all of the money I just made on the Marvel film offsetting it. Right. But anyway, I'm really cynically excited for the point at which it's all gone too far. Mm. It's irreversible. So then we can just do whatever we like and not feel mm. guilty about it. Just party, party just, in hell. Just, yeah, just fly round and round and yeah. party in hell. With Live the on devil. the fucking jumbo jet if you want. Just to eat those peanuts all day long. Just speaking of partying in hell, can you tell me about your visits from the devil? Oh yeah, I've seen 666 twice in the past few days since I told you about that anecdote. And then also my bank account did a... So I saw 666 twice and then my bank account did a joke with me where the amount of money in my bank account was 665. So did you top up one pound? No, I didn't. But I was like, you've got a sense of humour. Okay. (laughs) Anyone that wasn't listening last week... Tilly worships the devil, which yeah, isn't I'm a surprise for anyone. Yeah. yeah, listen, you've got to make a deal with the devil in your life because we've all got the devil inside of us. So, not in a bad way, just that you know we all have negative traits 
or traits that other people see as negative demons demons we all have our demons did you ever do extended project at sixth form no it was like for extra UCAS points you could do (laughs) oh it's so embarrassing when I look back like you had to basically research something do an activity and then create something and you got extra UCAS points okay and um I didn't realise, so I was in this group who were doing it at my sixth form college. Sorry, whole sixth form, if anyone went. It was a dive. Um, (laughs) And um, I didn't realise that basically what most people do is they do, like, really earnest charity work where they they really research, like, a problem that's going on. They then go and do on-the-ground work. They sometimes went abroad and did that slightly dodgy, like, volunteerism stuff. I researched Lucifer... And I wrote um, his diaries and redid the Bible, but all from his perspective. That sounds sick. Bible fan fiction. (laughs) But then what we had to do is we all had to present what we'd done back and I went last. So everybody Ah! got up and did did all their like really ethical, brilliant projects. And then I got up and went, so for my extended project, I've written the diary of Satan. (laughs) And then I read out extracts and everyone was very unimpressed. Mm, so you've been trying to make up for that ever since, really, with your work <laughs> with long theatre. It's just one long extended project. Mm. But I'm with you with the devil worshipping. I think it's misunderstood. Well, when the world starts to burn, well, it's already started to burn, but, you know, when it really burns, see you in hell. See you in hell. <laughs> You'll definitely be in heaven. <gasps> Do you think? Yeah, you will be. You will be. You will be. You will be. Maybe. I think you'll have just done so much self-punishment on Earth. (laughs) He'll be like, like... babe, (laughs) whoa, you really... You need a spa day. Okay, you've suffered enough. (laughs) Have some time off. Yeah, go hang out with the archangels for a bit, you fucking (laughs) weirdo. (laughs) So David Attenborough's great. To conclude. He's great. I hope he's all right. I'm sorry the world's on fire. Sorry yeah. the world's on fire. I wish he'd put less animals eating each other in his documentaries, but that's just a personal gripe. But isn't that nature? That's what yeah, they do, isn't it? I don't like nature. You're a vegan. I know, but I like the bits of nature that we, you know, where animals don't kill each other. Nature is brutal. Nature is brutal, baby. It's brutal. It's a dog-eat-dog world. It is. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Corkscrew penises, ahoy. (laughs) They're everywhere. Oh, yeah. Is that like the... Where where the cats have the corkscrew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In order to properly, like, latch on. Well, it's been really great chatting with you. (laughs) And uh, I wish you all the best. All the best of luck with stuff. All the best. You've been listening to Bitchin' with Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music is by Dave Cribb and our artwork is by Luke W. Robson. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it and do follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We love to hear from you. Bye. Should we just do a clap? Three, two, one. I mean, will that, will yeah, that work? Yeah, fine. Okay. Yeah. We're having a holiday now for a little while. Yes, uh, we've a little you, month off. Yeah, we've brought you some hot flaming content for <laughs> quite a while. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for us to have a little hibernation. For the month of May. But we'll be back in June. We'll be back in June, yeah. So 
Thanks for listening. Thank you. See you in June. See you in June. Lots of love. Lots of love. GreatBigOwl.com 